Hi, Garrett. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, by oh, before my favorite radio host in there- the South. My favorite radio host west of the Mississippi. How's that? Um, you know, we have to work on this whole east of the Mississippi. But that's good enough for now. I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. Uh, let me let me just tell you, there were lots of people that were very excited. Uh, we had an event last night, and uh, they heard me tease throughout the day that you're going to be on the show, and they were just very excited. They actually wanted me to ask you questions, so I have I have at least one of those prepared. Uh, but what before we get to what you brought, I mean, what you did research on, and you broke about the dangers of giving DACA recipients amnesty because it's not just them. Uh, what what's your uh, reaction to um, uh, a couple of the big stories today? One that uh, almost 500 illegal aliens arrested and they were in sanctuary cities. How great is that? Oh, it's it's exactly what I should be doing. And these are 500 criminals who were actually in the custody of local law enforcement agencies in these sanctuary cities, and they let them go, even though ICE had issued a warrant or a detainer saying that we want to take this person into custody. They, do, you know, they basically thumb their nose at ICE, let these people go, because they say that you know, ICE is overzealous and it scares immigrants if we do this. So I, you know, they, they can't really stop ICE from doing its job, but they're getting the exact kind of enforcement that the sanctuaries say that they hate, and that is ICE going around in the neighborhoods arresting people, which is great. They have to take these criminals into custody, but it's more dangerous for the ICE officers and for the public for these criminals to be arrested at large instead of in the jail when they were already in custody. Exactly. So it's, it's good, but it's bad that the sanctuaries are still defying ICE. Exactly. And after all this, I mean, it just hit me from a PR standpoint. You need like Jeff Sessions or Trump going around saying, we're just trying to, like you said, we're trying to make these neighborhoods, these communities safer. It's not safe to have these people, and you read off the gang member affiliations and the assaults and the sex assaults and the, you know, the, the, whatever they do to children. Read off that stuff and go, it's not good that these communities, the leaders, think it's okay to put these kind of people back in your community on the streets. That, 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 I think if they do that, they start to win over Americans even more. I think I should print the name and criminal history and exact law enforcement agency that let these people go or the exact sanctuary policy that resulted in their release because a lot of times, you know, the, the police and sheriffs don't want to release them, but they have to because of local politicians. I think, you know, we ought to start naming a few more names about who's responsible. And I'd like to know about the victims of crimes that these criminals may have committed after they're released by the sanctuaries. Uh, you, you know what, you're right. Once people know these things, that's why the, the ones that want the amnesty and are against this, they want to hide that because people can't relate to it. But once they hear about it, they go, oh, man, and it changes their mind. It really works. Um, it's not ICE going after people with DACA no. or, you know, grandmothers on their way to church. They're criminals. Exactly. Um, and, and one more real quick before we get to your awesome story about uh, the Department of Justice uh, going after a uh, company based out of Colorado for hiring cheap foreign labor uh, under H-2A visas instead of Americans. I mean, th- I, I hope we start to see more of this if it's happening. Yes, it, I think we are going to see more of it. it. It takes time to build these cases. And so we, we needed, you know, for um, these big agencies to, you know, turn the ship around a little bit. But I think they're doing it now, and, and this is exactly what they need to be doing. That's what our immigration laws are for. It's, it's really, uh, I think, offensive that these companies are bypassing American workers in this way, and uh, especially in this debate over increasing the number of guest workers. Um, it, these people need to be run out of business, yes. and other employers will take note. Exactly. And take with their business license. Find them you know, to the, up to the wazoo. We have Americans that want to work, and they refuse to hire them. 
Horrible. Um, now, you uh, did a report uh, to show that uh, if DACA recipients get amnesty, if there's some kind of a deal like that, I, I guess unless there's a caveat, not only are they going to be able to stay here, but they're going to be able to bring in lots of relatives. Is that right? That's right. If Congress decides to enact an amnesty for the, the people with DACA, and they're not children, they're all in their 20s and 30s almost, um, if, if there is an amnesty for people with DACA, which I think is likely for political reasons, uh, then people need to know that this is a buy one, get two free amnesty. That within, uh, it, in less than 10 years, the number of people getting green cards is going to double because the people with DACA are going to get a green card as soon as they become citizens, which is as early as five years after they get their green card, they're going to sponsor their parents, the ones who are at fault in bringing them to the country illegally and who, in most cases, will still be living here illegally. They may have siblings, so they're going to be on the path to citizenship, too, and they are likely to sponsor additional relatives um, either from their home country or who may be living in this country illegally. And so it, you know, this is exponential growth in immigration as a result of what people think is going to be a narrow, at least I hope if they do it, will be a narrowly tailored amnesty. But because of the way our legal immigration system is set up, every new immigrant brings an average of three more relatives after they get their green card. And so there are, you know, Fiscal implications to that, um, you know, the size of our immigration flow keeps growing. This is why I think if, if they're going to do an amnesty, they need to also enact provisions to mitigate the chain migration effects and the fiscal effects. And it's easy to do that. We can, should at the same time, cut out the visa lottery, cut out these visa categories for extended family members, and uh, to avoid the inevitable... I calculate that it would be a 10% growth in legal immigration over 20 years just from this one amnesty. Um, we can avoid that. There, there's no need for us to be um, raffling off green cards as if we don't have enough immigration right now. Uh, it's just not necessary. Exactly. So uh, yeah. hopefully, you know, but I, I haven't seen, you know, there's the RAISE Act out there introduced yes. by Senators Cotton and Purdue, which would... Um, make a big dent in chain migration and also implement a point system for the most merit meritorious immigrants to come here instead of those who are hired instead of Americans by employers that you know don't depend on visa programs these are all good changes I hope Congress will do it I'm afraid the deal we're gonna get is something like an, a, a big dreamer amnesty in exchange for a promise to build a wall and that didn't work out last time, 31 years ago. Yeah, um, yeah 10 million new mm. illegal aliens later. Yeah. It didn't work out. No, it did not. Jessica Vaughn is who you're listening to. She's on KNST AM 790. Her report is on the website, cis.org. I'll link up to it on my Facebook page. Like it and follow it, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio. So if there is such a deal where all of us, because, you know, I think there's going to do something. I don't think Trump has it in him to sit back and, and say, all right, we're going to deport you 700,000 people, even though. Right after he said and all this, the the, uh, the news that came out that Chuck and Nancy said there's a deal, and then it got bad, and Trump had to come out and say, if there's no wall, there's no deal. That's just not happening, and I'm glad he said that. The day after that, after he gave away his hand saying, I'll deal with uh, DACA if Congress doesn't, which was a bad move, yeah. the, it, it, it slipped out, and it didn't really get that much attention, which bothered me. 
that the White House is already preparing uh, uh, instructions for DACA recipients to, if, if a deal isn't reached in six months, start making arrangements now. You have to get out. I, I think they let that slip out for a reason, but it didn't really pick up that much. Do you think they're serious about that since they put that out there or just to, to calm people like me down? Uh, I think it was to um, cover for the slip of, you know, um, you know, of, of the, the lame deal that it sounded like was in the works. I think it was backtracking. And mm-hmm. I, I think the problem is, is that there are a lot of different views on what should happen um, from even within the White House, and uh, Congress hasn't acted. You know, nobody seems to be ready for it. it it's like almost like the, what happened with the Obamacare repeal and replace. It's like people have been talking about this for so long, but there's no plan that's in place. And I think that's a problem. Everyone seems to be scrambling now to get something ready the the democrats have had amnesties ready you know out, ready to pull out of their back pocket at a moment's notice but the republicans have been struggling with this uh, on the one hand it, part of it is understandable because there are members of congress who don't think there should be an amnesty at all there are some that think it should not include a path to citizenship there are others that say let's do an amnesty for a narrow group but let's you know we need to get some something we want in exchange and i think that's the way things get done in Congress these days, but they need to call Chuck Schumer's bluff, too, and, see, and all the Democrats to see, say, you know, okay, you say that, you know, your top priority is to get an amnesty for these dreamers. Well, okay, there's going to be a price for that, mm-hmm. and, you know, are you really going to say no to an amnesty just because it has enforcement measures or cuts in legal immigration? which they really have been surprised at. They're like, what? Cuts in legal immigration? Why should that be part of the deal? But I think it's pretty obvious why it should be part of yeah, the deal. Yeah, without a doubt. So hey, let me ask you this, uh, uh, Jessica. And Jessica Vaughn, Center for Immigration Studies, is who you're listening to on KNST AM 790. Uh, if they do get a deal, somebody cuts a deal, could they put in it uh, no chain migration for these people? Can they overrule the actual law that's on the books now by, by putting that as part of the deal? Well, Congress writes the, the immigration rules. And yes, Congress most certainly can revamp our legal immigration system. But could they do it just for this, though? Are we going to give these 700,000 people amnesty, but they are not allowed to have any of their siblings or parents uh, come here legally through chain migration? Or can, Would that be challenging? Go, you can't do that because the law says it already is. You have to actually change the law itself. No, there is a precedent for that. In fact, in certain other smaller immigration programs that we have where certain people are you know, get a green card with the condition that they cannot sponsor additional relatives. It's oh. only a few thousand. It's actually juveniles. Um, it's called a, the Special Immigrant Juvenile Program, where they get the green card on the basis of a claim that they were abused or neglected by one of their parents. And so the law says they cannot sponsor that parent for a green card. So it could be done, but, you know, I think that... It, I. I we should restrict chain migration for all immigrants. Yes. I think that's the only clean way to do it yep. because um, it's, uh, you know, it, it's a problem in all the categories. I mean, Mexican, the average Mexican immigrant has brought in six relatives. The average Chinese immigrant has brought in six additional relatives. There's not very many people in, uh, who are uh, in DACA who are Chinese. So, uh, you know, we, why should... These are lottery winners be able to bring in exactly. relatives. I, you know, we need to trim it all back and 
focus on the most important categories and the, the, the people who will be able to come contributing Americans, self-sufficient, um, tax-paying, hard-working, patriotic Americans, not just people who are coming in because their relatives sponsored them. I had a question. I hope you have an answer for this. Uh, a person at our event last night asked me, uh, because it has to do with minors. So uh, some of the DACA recipients, uh, some of them are in their 20s and 30s now. Some are still under the age of 18, right? Yes. Okay. So if they have a criminal background, when they fill out the paperwork for DACA, can that be looked into, or is that not allowed because they're a minor? Those records are often sealed. And typically, USCIS, the agency that grants DACA mm-hmm. and all benefits, um, would not uh, hold that as a disqualifying factor. It, it would depend on the case. There may be especially egregious cases where they would, like if the person was tried as an adult or something like that. Um, but in most cases, juvenile offenses are not disqualifying. Really? So even if, I mean... If they did some kind of a bad crime or they're a gang or something, that wouldn't even be looked into just because they're a juvenile and they'd still receive the DACA status. Well, yeah, I mean, there were thousands of criminals, literally, who got DACA status because under the Obama rules, they exempted a whole range of crimes. Uh, You could have a couple of misdemeanors on your record Mm -hmm. and still qualify for DACA. you, if you renounced your gang ties, <laughs> you could still get DACA. Oh, great. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not going to be part of them anymore. Awesome. Great. Right. So, I mean, we really do need to rescreen everyone. There were no interviews that were done. Um, there, were no, there was no verification of the claims that people made. There was no real inspection of their documents. It was all done online, somewhat automated. It was a big rubber stamp. Oh, yeah, 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 it's, so it's horrible. We need to look at them all again, and, you know, it shouldn't be a guarantee of a green card just because you've got DACA. No. Um, but most of them are, you know, are fine, um, but the government is going to have to redo the program, and I think that they should be held to the same, same standards as other uh, green card recipients, and that is good moral character, um, nothing disqualifying, and, um, you know, self-sufficient, and, you know, that seems fair to me, and otherwise they should be subject to deportation. Yep. Uh, last one for me, Jessica, and this is Jessica Vaughn, uh, who is uh, with CIS, Center for Immigration Studies, CIS.org, and her report is up there about uh, how DAC recipients are going to get amnesty. If they do, uh, <laughs> their family is probably going to get amnesty as well, which is a crock, and the media is not talking about it. Um, since uh, Luther Strange, who liked his uh, cheap immigrant labor, uh, got smoked, and the establishment lost. Are you guys hearing up there in the D.C. area that uh, that m- maybe these guys will change their tune to keep their job, or they're still they're still working for the Chamber of Commerce and big business in that aspect? This has to be a wake up call for certain members of Congress, particularly the ones in in leadership on the Republican side. That you know, a lot of people are calling this Eric Cantor too. Mm-hmm or redux or whatever, that um, this is another instance of a backlash against the establishment leadership that continues to um, to stifle some of the, especially on the immigration issue, reforms that Americans want to see happen. Like, 
you know, maybe now we'll see a vote on a sanctuary bill that's been sitting in Mitch McConnell's inbox since the House passed it um, a couple of months ago. Uh, and there are other pieces of legislation at, uh, as well that, you know, th- they can't afford to go into the 2018 election cycle not having done something on all of these issues that are so obvious and crying out for attention and would be political winners for Republicans, but they just can't bring themselves to take them on because they get backlash from their donors. I think that Mitch McConnell has to have, um, has to start, he, he's not a, a dumb person. He's, he's smart politically. He must see what's, you know, that he's going to have to work differently through the Senate and not let Chuck Schumer run the Senate. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Well, thank you for your perspective on that. Jessica, thank you for the report and the great work. I, my, my listeners love it when you're on, so I appreciate the time, and I hope you have a great weekend, okay? All right. Thank you. You too, Garrett. I hope you get some sleep. Yeah, me, you, you and me both. You and me both. We'll see. Maybe in about two years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Jessica Vaughn, Center for Immigration Studies, CIS.org.